In the morning, when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. Chauncey Billups is the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. Had a press conference yesterday. Um, Chauncey Billups surrounding his hire has been the resurfacing of a sexual assault rape incident from 1997. He settled it out of court, but it has been brought back into the light with him being hired as a head coach. This question was asked in his press conference yesterday. Uh, you said the 1997 incident shaped you in unbelievable ways. Can you maybe elaborate on that and, and how it helped shape you? Jason, we appreciate your question. We've addressed this. Um, it's been asked and answered, so um, happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. That is not Chauncey Billups trying to answer that question. That is uh, somebody with the media relations department with the Trailblazers cutting off any chance of an answer from Chauncey Billups. I think the the worst part of that is that if you you can't obviously hear it, but if you watch the video, Chauncey Billups was ready to answer. Like Chauncey Billups was about to start talking. Well, he was the one who said it shaped his life. Right. So, so and he was going to give an answer yeah. as to hey, why how yeah. did this shape your life? And they cut him off and wouldn't let him answer that question. Uh two things. This was a complete embarrassment, but uh John Canzano wrote a column and he's absolutely sure Neil Olsley the GM actually gave the indicator and the ear and the bring and and showed her by drinking his water bottle to cut off the question, which I I hope like anything happened. I hope like anything happened that there were signals. Olsi's oh, the guy sitting next to Billups in that yes, press conference. Yes. So wait, he's so John Canzano wrote the story and he's saying that Olsi sitting next to Billups when he heard that question. So gave a signal to the PR lady to cut him here, off. Here's Canzano. It looks suspiciously in an orchestrated move. Olsi appeared to relay that's enough to his PR lady in the mid question. He scratched his nose, picked up one of the two water bottles on the table in front of him and took a drink. He also glanced at her who appeared to execute the play <laughs> as if it was a hit and run. The only thing more embarrassing that is Osley, who in his opening comments called the 97 incident consensual. How the hell do you know it was consensual? Two people know it was consensual or not, and it ain't Neil Olsley. And then he says, we did our own investigation, so they followed up with that and, and said, hey. They're not going to release that. Right, exactly. We did. So Quintana says, who did it? How, how you know, how was it done? Um, give us all the uh, details. And all she said, you're going to have to trust us. And Quintana's <laughs> like, trust you? Why would we trust you? I mean, this was an embarrassment of a news conference. And I agree with you. One thing on Chauncey Billups was he absolutely was ready to answer the question. Yeah, he was, and it was a it, the the follow up question was perfect. It shaped my life. How did it shape your life? Right. That's that's basic question. Yeah. And cuts the guy up and says, "Ask and answer. Ask yeah. and answer." Like and okay, okay. One of the important parts of this whole discussion about Chauncey Billups is it's it's not that Chauncey Billups shouldn't be hireable or shouldn't be a head coach. Like you are allowed to mess up in your past and redeem yourself. You're allowed to come back. You're allowed to have second chances. The issue with what happened yesterday is that if you're the Blazers and if you're Chauncey Billups, 
there needs to be some sort of explanation. There needs to be some sort of conversation around, okay. Which he was willing to do. And it looked, yeah, it looked like he yeah. was willing to do it, yeah. and but they didn't let him. Like, there needs to be, like, you need to be able to say, this is why it's okay now. This is why Chauncey Billups is different now. And if you can't say that, then you have a massive problem on your hands because you're basically giving it, you know, an approval of, yeah, this happened in the past and we don't care about it is, anymore. Is it is it possible, and this could just be me being cynical, is it possible that his answer in, like, because they, they ran, they, they obviously are going to run their coach through, all right, these are the questions you're going to get, that his answer to how did it shape you was... So like, oh God, don't say that, that they are like, okay, we just need to cut this off because Chauncey's going to get us in more trouble. I mean, I'm not so sure. I mean, he was never charged, but he did settle with her. He, he, he There was a settlement. That's like public, that's public record. I just think when he, one of his quotes yesterday was, I knew I'd have to address this. Then let him address it. Right. I, I, he actually came out in his opening remarks when they introduced him and said, look, uh, it's been, you know, I've had to do. My wife was my girlfriend at the time. We've been through a lot in this incident. I've had to explain to my daughters what happened. I mean, he pretty much was ready to say everything, and then the GM gives the nose to the uh, mouth to the uh, hand, pick up the water bottle, like the side, like we get, we're not answering these questions. Like, no, your guy is ready to answer. Let the guy talk, and then and after he talks, by the way, yesterday, as like Gonzano said, you let him talk. You say that's it. Like, it's over. Like, you're not going to keep asking him, like, between no, hey, pregame, not. like, Chauncey. Yeah. No one's going to say that. But then you leave this out there as if to say you're hiding something, and you're also hiding something about your own investigation right. because you said you have to trust us. Jared, to answer your question, I don't think Chauncey Billups would have actually said something that would have gotten a worse reaction than what they actually oh, did. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, you're, yeah, no. Like, but, they definitely went with the worst possible yes, exactly. option. He could have, like, Garrett cold his way through it where he freezes for 30 seconds and then doesn't give an answer, and it still probably would have been better than the Trailblazers cutting him off. Next question. The Montreal Canadiens have asked to increase attendance to 10,500 for their home games in the Stanley Cup final. They are awaiting uh, the Quebec government has to basically sign off on this, approve this. <sighs> Canada is not in as good of a spot vaccination-wise so as weird. the United States. But I have to imagine if you are in Quebec, part of the argument for letting fans in that arena is that if you saw Game 6 against the Golden Knights, if you saw the Stanley Cup, there's thousands of people out in the street outside already yeah, together. Yeah. So those are all, and the Bucks, we see in Milwaukee, those are kind of not funny, but those are the kind of scenes of like uh, virus, <laughs> thousands of people with no masks. Um, I think the best argument they're going to give is look, we're down 2 0 and we've been outscored 12 to 1, <laughs> so we got to have people because if we don't have people, we're going to get swept by these guys. Might be all it takes. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. What was it? Thank All you. Right, hold on. Sorry. So, Sorry. Tyler, while you were out, and I assume you don't listen to the show, what was the weird transition? We were talking about something. It might have been Chauncey Billups. And we both, like, agreed on, like, this is very important. And then I immediately played Justin Emerson, and you and I looked at each other, Ed, and we're like, well, that was uncomfortable. Sorry, was Justin. Oh, it was with Justin Emerson. I'm yeah. not sure, but it got, like, from funny to, like, really serious. And we're like, oh, there's your press box transition. Like, it had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Well, well, I mean, that's status quo for this thing. In that vein, Trevor Bauer is under investigation oh, for assault. Uh, TMZ reported this yesterday. There is a woman uh, from San Diego who now has a restraining order against Trevor Bauer. Uh, Bauer, through his attorney, told TMZ... 
that the two had consensual rough sex where Bauer did everything she asked him to do. The woman, though, was treated for a concussion uh, a day later after one of these uh, two encounters and now has a restraining order against Bauer and he's being investigated for assault. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm going to well, I'm going to go to the GM and say no one knows except the two people. Now, I'll say this because reading the story, if the attorney if the attorney really has the text messages that went back and forth between them, if he if what the text message said that he said, I don't know if he's getting charged. But again, we don't know. He's just saying these things at this point of all this evidence he has to the contrary. So, we'll have to see how it plays out. I mean, if if everything he said in that AP story was and and I think he, I don't think he named, I don't know who, oh, ESPN didn't name the woman, even though her attorney did. Um, they redacted her. If all those text messages exist, this is going to be hard to prove. Yeah, it would seem if, that if it, way. It, it would seem that way because the lawyer, by the way, Trevor Powers lawyer was very specific on the text message. I'm like, eh, can't you just say you have a bunch of text messages that might prove it? That guy was like going word for word. I'm like, that's a little weird. Yeah. If, <laughs> If the text messages the lawyers say, if he has them, then, then it seems like Bauer has a pretty good case right. to fight this and say, right. no, that's that's right. not how this went down. If there's either A, more to the story, or B, those text messages don't, don't exist, exist, or don't say exactly what he's trying to imply, they say, then... I mean, if he doesn't exist, this attorney should be like a creative writer. Like, he should be trading, he should be co- uh, teaching composition in, in college, because I read those things like, whoa. Yeah. So... See what happens with Trevor Bauer, but uh, yeah, has a under investigation for assault. I don't care about him. Next question. Game three of the College World Series is tonight. Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Did you know there are two likely first round draft picks starting on the mound for both teams? Nope. I know Dak Prescott showed up to the game yesterday. He did. He was at the game. Um, I didn't know this. I mean, I doesn't surprise me about Vanderbilt. I assume, yeah, they, have, I assume they have one every year. I didn't know Mississippi State. Kumar Rocker's starting, and uh, Jared Bednar is starting for Mississippi State, and both are projected first-round picks. Wait, Jared Bednar? Isn't that one of the... Will Bednar. R- yeah, sorry. Oh, Bednar. okay. No I, no, I just was like, I thought that was serendipitous. I was just like, wait. But, yeah, you're right. He's um, starting for North yeah. Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Crowd full of fans, ready, ready to welcome them back. I guess. I don't know. But, On the tarmac with no masks. Yeah. But I, uh, all I, all I'm doing here is cheering for Vanderbilt. Well, have of course, State win of course. a damn championship. You kidding me? Of course. Ridiculous. I mean, isn't cheering for Vanderbilt in the College World Series sort of like cheering for the Empire while watching Star Wars? Yeah, but it's like the kid you grew up fighting with the whole time is fighting the empire now so we'll we'll find if that kid loses man you know that's a great question 99% of the WNBA is vaccinated I have to imagine this is the highest percentage of athletes to be vaccinated in any sport we have in this country and it just makes me think the WNBA play uh, has the smartest players why is Lambeer the only one wearing a mask is he no, I'm just kidding. 99%. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure he's vaccinated. Uh, yeah, 99%. I mean, good for them. That's a lot. Right. Because, again, you have a, you know, a lot of rosters, a lot of coaches. You would have thought there might have been a few more nine, than the 99 percentile that would have said, I'm not doing this. I mean, that's – I mean, hey – standing no for them to get that many vaccinated good for them i i i mean it's almost like the one voter you always call out for voting like 
Coastal Carolina won instead of Alabama. It's like, who's the one person here? Like, are we going to know? Are they going to say who the way, you know, Jimmy there down in uh, Seattle? You, you didn't get it. <laughs> but it, like, I, I have to imagine, like, if you're the WNBA and, okay, all your players are vaccinated and I'm going to make the assumption here, probably shouldn't, but 99% of the coaches are right. probably vaccinated too. You kind of don't have to have significant COVID protocols. No. I mean, I guess still only, testing every day? the only fear would be that 1%, the one player. There's only 12 teams, so you're looking at like one, maybe two players. Are they still 99%. testing every day? I don't know if the WNBA is. Um, I mean, if 99% are vaccinated, I don't know why you would. I know I get a weekly update from the USL on their COVID What percentage tests. are they? Uh, I'd have to double check. Like, I don't know about vaccinated. I don't know what they oh. are vaccinated. But they just give you COVID protocols. They just give us how many people tested positive every week. So if the WNBA, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's still some level of testing, but... If you're 99% vaccinated, that's kind of the whole point is, okay, you're good to go. What was their, I mean, it's a bad term, marketing slogan, but what was their motivational, like, speech or motive, or I, they, I don't know if they needed one, but why is it this way in this league and every other league is just struggling? Because they're smarter? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, well, no, that has a lot to do with it, obviously, but I, I'm wondering what they said. I mean... If they really went with the you know the competition or the the um they have the lowest percentage of athletes on Facebook. Is that is that is also it, true? No, I don't know if that's no, but true. That's, but. Okay, but that, <laughs> you could you can say that and we'd all go, all right, yeah. No, I would right, accept I would actually accept that reasoning, yes. No, the WNBA on all of like almost every issue, the WNBA is like so far ahead of every other league and it's just because it's sort of the nba's like weird brother or weird sister where it's just like yeah she's got a master's degree and like you know th three different subjects right. i we we just sort of let her and then you're just like oh wow they 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 negotiated for that they got this 10 years ago they've been doing that every single time i read something someone makes reference to and you know the WNBA has actually been doing this sort of this Thanks. sort of thing for ten years because the players demanded it. Yeah, good for them. I'm out. All right, last one here. Serena Williams withdrew from Wimbledon yeah. yesterday due to an injury. It's the first time she's withdrawn from a major since 1998. She is one major shy of tying the all-time record at 24 uh, Grand Slam uh, wins. She slipped while playing and uh, Manorino or something, the guy playing Federer yesterday also slipped and had an injury. Like, Reigns in London. Hey, come on, like, can we get this dried out? What are we doing? Reigns in London. Reigns in London. Reigns in London. That is the type of analysis yes. that you come to the press box Darn for. Right. Henry Ruggs is fast and it rains <laughs> in London. London. Well, and Marcus Merritt is big. Like, I felt, I felt really bad. She's one of, I mean, you know, you can make an, Make an argument. She's arguably the greatest women athlete ever. I mean, she's one yeah. of them. There's, I mean, she's one of the greatest women athletes. So I'd like to see her uh, break the record. But I was watching. I, I guess I was watching a, a replay of it, and she kind of knew right away. She went down. She knew. She it was tried there. to play through it for a yeah, long time. Yeah, she too. tried to serve. Yeah, it was, it was not good. So I, that again, these all these injuries. It, it, Wimbledon does not become better when she's out. I mean, no. you want the top people in there. So that sucked for her and be bad what's the next one so the next one would be us open so she'll be back for that hopefully i hope she, I hope she wins i hope she breaks the record yeah. this is uh, she is we we are 
literally we have seen an unprecedented unprecedented level of dominance and genuinely she's out at Wimbledon and Wimbledon and everyone goes man do I really need to watch Wimbledon now like <laughs> do I need to do I need to see the Joker win the men and she's not even in the women so yeah like who's gonna someone someone with like seven K's in their last name <laughs> I'm I'm out I don't wanna. <laughs> It'll be fun. First time ever. All right. Coming up next, we're going to do some UNLV basketball. But first, we have a pair of tickets to go see Steel Panther at House of Blues this Saturday night, July 3rd. Tickets are at Ticketmaster, but you can win a pair right now to go see Steel Panther at House of Blues this weekend. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number five at 702-364-1100. A lot of what's going on with Dame is unfair you know, to Dame. Dame was involved in the process, you know, at various phases. Um, he attended a couple of the Zoom interviews. Um, he did have an opportunity to speak directly to Chauncey, Becky, and Coach D'Antoni, who were the three finalists that got as far as the Seattle part of the process with Jody and, and Bert. Uh, you said the 1997 incident shaped you in unbelievable ways. Can you maybe elaborate on that and, and how it helped shape you? Jason, we appreciate your question. We've addressed this. Um, it's been asked and answered, so um, happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. Congratulations to James. He won a pair of tickets to go see Steel Panther at House of Blues this Saturday. We have another pair to give away in the 9 o'clock hour. Tyler, at a UNLV press conference, have you ever been told, yeah, that's that's fine. Could you, we've already answered that. I don't think so. No. I feel like you'd be the one, though. That that would get the uh, they look over and uh, Marcus Royal goes. Mm, we've already answered that. No, it just blocks me later yeah. on Twitter. Tyler's more worried about his insurance on his Verizon phone that it didn't crack. Why, why would my phone crack? Didn't your phone get dropped? When on the podium? Yes, actually. Oh, no, you're right. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, Desmond Francois bringing yeah, you back. Chucked my phone off. Bringing the you back. What's my insurance like? Wait yeah. a minute. Am I covered here? Right. Got to get a good case. That's the important part. Have a good case on your phone. That is right. That that did happen. Desiree Francois Ooh. throwing my phone on the ground. Real quick, you did you see what uh, the Illini are doing? Where they're bringing in they're bringing in a bunch of like small businesses in order to like. Meet the basketball coach and talk about name, image, and likeness with their athletic director. How is DRF not like hosting a symposium with local businesses? I don't know. She should. Maybe. Great move by the Illini, man. Talk about being out in front of everything. Yeah. So on some UNLV basketball news, TJ Otzelberger, they finally got his contract at Iowa State. I got to listen. I got to give at least one shout out to UNLV here because when they hire a new coach, in the media, if we ask for the contract, they they give it to us the day they announce the coach is hired. Yeah, like they I, have to give it to us, but they do it fast. Yeah, Iowa yes. State, like their media, they put in a public request record. It's been what three months since the guy well, got hired, and yeah. they finally got his contract. And given he was hired six months before that, <laughs> you would have thought that contract would have. You thought that contract would have been ready the day they actually made it official. So a little shout out to UNLV for helping us out and having the contract. Like we've had Kevin Kruger's contract since the day they hired him. Yeah. Iowa media just got the Otzelberger contract this week. How annoying to the UNLV athletic department is a FOIA request? (laughs) That they're just like, Uh, yeah, just give them them the contract. We don't want to. Do you know how much paperwork I have to fill out if somebody FOIAs us? 
I mean, I think by now they know what the question the question's coming, so they just yeah, they have it ready to go. Contract, it's ready to go. So Otzelberger with Iowa State, a five-year deal where he is going to make $1.5 million every year. His contract at UNLV, had he stayed, he had three more years left on it, and he was going to make $1.3 million, didn't get a raise to one point four, didn't get a raise to one point five. So over the next three years, Otzelberger's new deal is only going to pay him $300,000 more than what his UNLV contract would have paid. And according to the Des Moines Register, part of Otzelberger's contract, part of his $1.5 million, $300,000 of that is retirement benefits which I would have to imagine he's not getting in cash every month as part of his paycheck. So I think Otzelberger is actually taking home less money on a monthly basis to be the head coach at Iowa State than he would have if he stayed at UNLV. Cheaper to live in Ames? Not that much. No. I, somebody tweeted that at me. It's uh, 92%. It is a little bit cheaper, but it's it's like 92% is basically what Ames, Iowa is to Las Vegas, the cost wow. of living. He t- he might have taken a pay cut to go coach at Iowa State. Did it? Did it? Did the contract say anything about perks? I mean, he has bonuses, but he, are you okay. talking about like the cars yeah. and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. I'm sure he gets the same thing they get here, but maybe not. I don't know. But like, he's he didn't like. Okay, Steve Prohm was the head coach they just fired. He was making two point four million dollars. Two point four. They're paying Otzelberger like a million <laughs> less than that. Boy, that they really knew this guy wanted to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, how bad do you want to come back? We're paying you a million dollars less. Okay. Yeah. And so part of the reason might be Iowa State had to pay Steve Prom a $5 million buyout to fire him. And then they they are the ones paying the buyout to UNLV, the $3.4 million that Otzelberger owed UNLV. Iowa State agreed to pay that. And they agreed to pay any extra taxes that Otzelberger would get because of that. Because technically... Iowa State give Otzelberger 3.4 and he gives it to UNLV. So that could be income, I guess. So they're 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 agreeing to pay $8.4 million total in buyouts, plus taxes that could be a million more on that Otzelberger uh buyout. That might be why they had to go so cheap. But how the hell did UNLV lose a coach and the guy's making less than a power? Know. And a power in a in a in a Big 12 school. What is happening there? I mean, and, and and it goes to the fact of what you just said. It's a Power 5 Big 12 school, so money often doesn't matter in, in any level. But you're saying that just to make this happen, they, they're $9 million off the, on the hook yep. for the buyouts? Yep. Man, they must really like him. Yeah. I mean, I, they must love this guy. I mean, listen, I know Steve Proem went 2-22, and 22, right. but are they really convinced Otzelberger is going to be that much better? That they, $9 million better they, just to eight, get it nine, done? Yeah, 8 $9 million just to then I mean, hire him? If he wins four games, then he has... <laughs> well, he's doubled the victory total, so yeah, he's, that makes absolutely sense. Um, it's just, it's, it's a bizarre a situation. It's a bizarre situation to me that Iowa State's in, and that, I mean, listen, I would probably take the job in Iowa State over UNLV for the same amount of money, but... I would also expect I'd be getting a raise if I'm going to a power conference job just because it's a power conference job. Maybe Iowa State held out this long to give reporters like the contracts hoping they'd forget about it. <laughs> like, well, we can't. Like, the day they hired teachers, like, well, we can't put this out there because that'll really ruin the press conference. When like, wait a minute, what did you do? So it's like, well, we'll just wait for a while. And then some guy at the Des Moines Register called every day. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's like, ah, finally, the we got to give it. Des Moines Register. <laughs> My, Mike, Mike at the Des Moines Register needs it bad. All right, might, might as well give it to him. Nothing else better to do in Des Moines except call on the Otzelberger for you. <laughs> Find out what that contract is. All right, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show.
The cast iron skillet, the barbecue reverse here, Pittsburgh style. I'm doing it all now with my steaks. Thanks to meetupvegas.com. Great steaks deserve special care. And meetupvegas.com is where you can get the best stuff. This is not grocery store meat. Never sold to the public before until now. It's meetupvegas.com, M-E-A-T, vegas.com. Specializing in USDA graded prime and certified Angus beef. Plus they've got supreme chicken, lamb, turkey, and pork. You go to meetupvegas.com, use the code COFIELD for a discount. Go there now, meetupvegas.com. It's meetupvegas.com. The man does not like pie or syrup on his pancakes. No clue why we're talking to him, but it is time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Okay, I don't know what's happening here. He texted me two minutes ago, here and all good, just FYI, and then he said the phone hasn't rang. I gave him the number to call Jared, so answer the phone if it starts ringing. What is wrong with us and getting Jason Fitz on this show? Oh, here he is. It's blinking. <laughs> Either that or someone wants Steel Dragon. What? Why is it so yes, hard to get him on the show? Like, we have had so many issues so with getting a hold of him. And now, like, I'm watching Jared call him, and he's telling us it's not ringing. I don't understand. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Hell, right, cool. oh well. Jason Fitz will join us in just a minute here because Jason Fitz. We have a very important topic with Jason Fitz that's coming up this weekend. Um, all right, Jason, how are you? What's happening? Your What's phone up, doesn't work? Uh, well, you know, Connecticut has iffy phone service everywhere, and I think I'm going to have to have a tug of war with a particular very large phone carrier because, like, my phone just doesn't ring anymore. So it's a new development, but I'm here, I'm happy, and, you know, I don't know if you guys know this yet, but I'm ready to judge some hot dog eating oh, contests yes. this week. I'm, I mean, not really judge it. I'm just ready to be right amongst the sound of hot dog eating, which is as gross as you think it is. So, okay, what, what exactly is your role with the hot dog eating contest? I am a sideline reporter, so <laughs> I'm going to be in the what they call the splash zone. That's a real thing. And, uh, you know, last year I had the opportunity to do the hot dog eating contest. And what was amazing is last year, because we were, you know, in such quarantine times, everybody was partitioned and separated. And true story, guys, they, there were no fans in the stand, and as a result, as the eaters started to eat during, like, practice rounds to make sure everybody was comfortable, they realized they were going to have to bring in speakers to mask the sounds because <laughs> eaters were slowing down when they realized how disgusting what they're doing actually sounds. And so, like, listening to Joey Chestnut take down all of those hot dogs is as weird as you think it is. So uh, they had to bring in speakers. <laughs> this year we're in the minor league baseball stadium right next to Nathan's. There's going to be tons of people there. So I'm just excited to be covered in wet fun, but not have to listen to anybody go ah, while they're doing it. All right. So how different was, because we all watch it or, you know, we've watched most of them. How different is it watching it in person and how more disgusting of a level did you actually think it was? You know, the, A, it's wait, the smell. Like you don't anticipate the smell. That's a lot of like, that's a lot of hot dogs. And, and then also what was really stunning seriously was how, how, passionate everybody involved is how much they train for it and then how much they actually take into account the variables like if you sit down and talk to joey the day before he'll talk to you about what the weather's going to be like the fact that you know last year we were indoors so he knew that was going to speed up his eating and then also like how fresh are the dogs how the, how the dogs were cooked will all make a difference to how quickly he can take them down so you know what i'm interested because right now in connecticut yesterday and today are two of the hottest days ever in this uh, in this state so but by Sunday, they're expecting it to be a little cloudy, a little bit cooler. What that does to the dogs is actually something that Joey Chestnut studies. Well, that's important. He's an athlete. It's his craft. He's got to know. Um, 
Here's an important question for a man with uh, questionable food takes. What goes on your hot dog? Uh, oh, okay. So, you know, you're right. I do have questionable food takes. I'm not going to even try and deny that. But uh, I'll say this. I love hot dogs. And when I was a little kid, you didn't ask for the story, but I love giving you strange childhood stories. When I was a little kid, I was at daycare uh, in Vegas. And uh, I was at one point, I was punished for lying because all the hot dogs were going away every day. And you know, so I kept saying, you know, I ate them all, but everybody thought I was feeding them to the dogs that were there. So I kept getting in trouble for that. So they decided one day, this is pre-technology to just record things because I'm old, that they were going to, like, my daycare person was going to basically spy on me. And she marveled as I ate the entire pack of hot dogs. So, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I am, I'm an eater, and I do love me some hot dogs. But for me, a hot dog is pretty simple. You need a great bun, and you need ketchup and mustard and nothing else. And, like, I'm not a big ketchup guy on anything else, but on a hot dog, it feels like that's where you need to go. Like, you go ketchup and mustard, nothing else. If you want to be really bougie, you can put a cheese slice on there, but that's about the extent of my bougie. So, did she have a nanny cam as you ate those hot dogs? Like, how, how no, did she spot? This didn't exist. She hit around the corner. I'm 44. Like, this is, this is early 80s. There were no nanny cams. Like, she just stood around the corner and watched me take them down. Let's go. Okay, did, another important question. You said the whole pack here. Were you eating them cold, like out of the plastic bag, out of the fridge? Oh, yeah, that's, oh. that was never an issue for me as a kid. Like, never, never an issue. Like, they were already cooked, you know? Yeah, I, I was not a discern. I got to be a fat kid that played the violin because I didn't really care what it was as long as I could eat it. You know, that's, that, there's no no doubt about that. Do uh do the media get free dogs at the contest? Uh, no. Really? No, they, were, they, were very, they were very stingy. Really? Fact, Michael Jr. and I went to Nathan's down the road before the rehearsal and then after the actual, like, contest and bought hot dogs. Because we were like, I, nah, I really want, like, there's something to, I went to Yankee Stadium not too long ago, went down to New York, and it's funny, I, I was like, you know what, I'm trying to eat clean, so I was like, I'm going to go to a huge dinner, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I eat all the things I want to eat so that when I get into the stadium, I don't do what I know I'm going to do. And I went, and I ate, like, a big, healthy dinner, felt great about it, and then all of a sudden, I walk into Yankee Stadium, and I was less than 10 feet in before I was at the King's Hawaiian hot dog stand, where they got, like, the King's Hawaiian rolls on those, which are as good as it sounds. And so, and two hot dogs later, I was like, yeah, I lost the war. So, like, there's no chance that I'm not going to go to Nathan's. I'm just going to no. have to give him my money. Do we, do you have any idea why hot dogs became, like, the premier food for eating contests? Well, I think the Nathan's event became so synonymous with Fourth of July, like, because Major League Eating does events all year long, but there's something about not only, you know, the way the Shea Brothers who run this every year, uh, the the way that they take it, the, the seriousness that they put into it, the fact that it's outdoors at Coney Island, they've done it on the 4th of July, and they've made it really about, you know, America. The, the, one of the things that's incredible for watching them run through it is just the opening intros have so much fire to it because they work for months on how to, you know, make sure that they properly set up the eaters, but also make sure that it's a, it's a moment that in their mind honors you know, everything that's great about America. So it's, uh, it's, I think the patriotism behind it, the fact that it's on the 4th of July and there's really no, nothing else that tops it, I, I think all of that combined has really turned it into a cultural event. Because, like I said, I mean, there are hot dog eating contests, there are uh, pie eating contests, there's all these other eating contests all year round. But it's the Nathan's 4th of July that we pay attention to because of everything else that happens on that day. So you're all in on, because the kind of definition of can do something most of the population can't, he's an incredible athlete. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> he accomplishes incredible feats. Look, I, I, golfers aren't athletes. They're like, hey, come on. Like, golf, <laughs> golf is a game, not a sport. So if I'm not going to call a golfer an athlete, I have a hard time, which, by the way, is going to make ruin my mentions for today. But, like, <laughs> I, 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 I just, yeah, for me, I want athletic feats to be something a little different than, like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to put Joey Chestnut for all the respect that I have for him in the same category that I put, let's say, anybody from American Ninja Warriors. So, like, I, I think there's got to be a difference. What they do uh, requires tremendous sacrifice, tremendous training, tremendous ability. I take nothing away from that. But I don't know that that necessarily has to be personified by the word athlete. But I will say this. In my entire career, I have never seen Mike Gola Jr. fawn over somebody like a, a teenage <laughs> girl at a boy band concert until we were at, and this is before we did the contest, we were at the national championship game for college football. The first time we did it together, uh, I think we were in Atlanta. And Joey Chestnut was backstage with the belts, like doing some promotional appearances. And I watched Mike stand like 10 feet from him, doing what so many people do when you're close to your idols, negotiating how you're going to walk up but not make it awkward for everybody. <laughs> it was a phenomenon to watch Mike just just crumble. Somebody that's been around famous people his entire life. Somebody that has drunkenly just put himself on stage with Darius Rucker in front of 30,000 people <laughs> without asking permission. Stood there for 10 minutes thinking, how can I approach Joey Chestnut where it isn't going to be weird? So, And then the funny thing is I walked up to Joey afterwards and I was like, hey man, can we take like a little selfie video where maybe you trash Mike a little bit because I want to ruin his dreams later? And Joey's like, no, I really like watching Mike. I could never say anything bad about the guy. So, like, the mutual love between those two, I can't get in between them. It's a romance that, that I, can't, I can't separate. So, Mike Golick Jr. would definitely say that Joey Chestnut is an athlete? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, he's going to tell you he's an athlete. And, you know, and, and Mike only is going to tell you that because Mike's trying to negotiate why the fact that he eats too much when he watches The Bachelor makes him an athlete in training. <laughs> Listen, I, I also think you might be the wrong person to ask if Joey Chestnut's an athlete because you just told us as a kid you were eating eight hot dogs cold out of the refrigerator. Does that mean that I was an athlete? And by the way, you know, uh, like many pitchers want to say right now, I used rosin on a fiddle bow. I'm getting more and more athletic in my childhood now <laughs> and, and looking back than I ever thought that I could. You had that tack <laughs> stuff on your fingers? Oh, yeah. You know, you put it on the bow and make sure that it gets a, a good traction to your strings and to go like sticky tack. Let's go. I oh, mean, whatever gets the best tone. Wait, I do. Here's an important question: Is there a way to cheat in competitive eating? Uh, no, there's not a way to cheat. Okay. But I did. Okay, so I I can eat substantial quantities, and I will still die on the hill. And if you gave me, uh, if you gave us a massive box of donuts, particularly, and told Mike and I we both have to finish the the box without a time frame, I think I could beat Mike. I I, I honestly do. But. I've also sat at a steakhouse with Mike and watched him eat two complete meals in less time than it took me to get the appetizer. So, like, he doesn't just feed eat, he naturally does it. So we took each other on with little, like, uh, donut holes years ago uh, on a morning show, and I wasn't really aware at, the po at that time of chipmunking. And if you're not familiar with it, anyone that hasn't watched, <laughs> it's not what you've swallowed when the time is done. It's what is in your mouth that you then swallow. So it's an important difference because – when they got to five seconds left, I did not realize that Mike had Gumby cheeks, and he just shoved another, like, 15 <laughs> donut holes in his cheeks. And just then, you know, you, as long as you don't spit it out, you can't drink anything, you can't spit it out. you got to take everything that you've then got. But 
I didn't know that. So chipmunking isn't cheating, but it's definitely a strategy I was unaware of. <laughs> and now when you watch on, on Sunday, what you'll see on the 4th of July, look at how big and poopy their cheeks get because they are shoving everything they can into their mouth right at the last second. Well, he is Jason Fitz from ESPN. Um, enjoy it on Sunday. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, don't get don't Be sure get to hit watch points. it on oh, ESPN, yeah. y'all. It's going to be my shining moment. Oh, I'll yeah. walk away covered in bun and hot dogs. But, you know, hey, people watch, so you know I want to do We're going to watch it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, man. Thanks, boys. Wow. Ate Good just, assignment. Just cold, he ate just cold hot dogs. I know oh, they're cooked. I get no. that, but I couldn't do it. They're, like, they're, I know they're cooked. In your mind, you're like, I know there's a cooked. I just can't do they're it. They're called hot dogs for a yeah, reason. Yeah, I couldn't do it. They're like, they're like, bar- they're supposed to be barely edible when they're warm, let alone when they're cold. Would Grimali eat one? Yes, he likes hot dogs, I think. No, no, cold. Oh, I'll have to ask him. I don't know how he is with temperature. Have we ever asked him about temperatures? That's is a whole other weird? show. Is he weird about temperatures? I, I don't know. I'll don't have to know. ask him. Oh, is he weird about, oh, everything? <laughs> I mean, I had a friend growing up who would drink, like, soda and Gatorade warm. Like, it didn't matter to him to drink, like, soda warm. And it was like, that's... Wait, warm or room temperature? <laughs> just whatever it was. He didn't, I guess, warm. He didn't, like, boil it. So I guess it was always room temperature. Yeah, no, I can drink. Yeah, I, uh, I prefer gross. things warm. Well, yeah, uh, you threw up when that. you were, like... In yeah. football or something no. like that, but yeah, like warm soda is one of the most disgusting things on the planet. Yeah, if I had no, a choice warm... in that, I could do warm Gatorade, not soda. Yeah, I could do Gatorade soda. I just couldn't like room temperature room, soda. Room temperature soda. Yeah, no, really? it's good. Jared's turning in Grimal over here. All right, coming up next, we need a new sharp. We have an Antonio Brown jersey to give away, but you got to work for it. You got to get nine days in a row, and nobody's coming particularly close to this. So. If you want a chance at winning an Antonio Brown jersey, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. You got to come up with a pick today. If you get nine in a row, you'll win this jersey. 702-364-1100 to be our sharp. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, Patrick is our new sharp again. We have an Antonio Brown jersey, but you got to get nine in a row. You got to break the record for longest streak to win that Antonio Brown jersey. So, Patrick, this would be number one for you. Where would you like to go with your pick? Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Um, can I go with Houston Astros? I mean, Houston Astros? Yes, you yeah, can. They are playing the, the Orioles tonight. So, yes, you can take the Houston Astros, the 2017 World Series champion, Houston Astros. Uh, good luck, Patrick. I hope you win. All right. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> they are only minus 350 tonight. Oh. And they lost by they lost, what? Uh, they're minus, three dollars, they're minus yes. $3 yesterday and lost by 10. Yeah, well... Here's okay. We all know about the Astros bullpen problems. Their starter went out in the second inning, Oof. which meant they had that's to right. get six plus innings out of their that's bullpen. Wasn't going to end it. They ended with a position player on the mound, too, which they probably should have just done in the third inning and saved all the arms, anyways. Would have been the same result. But all right, the Astros are in. Um, we're going to have in a day tomorrow, a day name, image, and likeness in college athletics is. Starting like tomorrow, athletes can start making money off of their name, image, and likeness. They can be in a commercial. Now, I'm still a little confused on how exactly this is setting up because you have you have colleges and ultimately states in three different situations. There are some states that have passed national or in NIL laws 
that will allow the athletes in their states to make money starting tomorrow. You have states like Nevada who have passed a law, but it doesn't go into effect until 2022. So I don't know what that means for those athletes in tomorrow. And then you have states who have not passed any law and the NCAA has come in and said, well, we think the schools can just make up their own rules as long as we approve them. So I don't really know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow, but tomorrow is supposed to be the day when athletes can make money off their image. I'll tell you what, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I want to be in Nebraska if I, I do, because oh, I uh, this one. do you see this? All collegiate student-athletes in Nebraska will officially have at least one business offer when they can begin profiting from name, image, and likeness. It's the Runza uh, Restaurants. Now, all collegiate student-athletes in Nebraska, so that's Omaha, Nebraska, University of Nebraska. I mean, everyone who's a student-athlete yep. in the entire state is going to have a an offer from Runza Restaurants. I mean, good for them. Yeah. I, it's a lot of That's a lot of athletes. I mean, it is. How many runs of restaurants are there? I have no clue about that. Have I you mean, ever had there's a lot. Okay, so Jared, runza? you've been in that that con- that part of the country for a while. So, uh, are there a lot? Remember, you and I. What were we talking about the other day? Um, the the custard uh, franchises you you came yes, up with. Yes, yes, that was that was off the air, and you and I were oh. going to we were going to do. <laughs> well, we were going to open yeah. up a franchise. Uh, yeah, we were going to we were going to franchise. No, but runs is a huge deal. That's a lot of athletes yeah. to make offers to. Have you have you ever had runs at Jared? Because I've had it before. It's like... A, what kind of restaurant? It's... Well, they sell burgers, but what they're known for... I don't even know how to describe this. Let's see. What they're known for is a Runza, which is like a... It's like a nice Hot Pocket. Yeah, is a, is a yeah, way to describe yeah, it. yeah. Like, it's filled with stuff. It's... Uh, yeah. And, but what, it's, it's... What is it it's called? Designed a pasty? Like a, it's like designed that. like a Hot Pocket. And, like, they're actually good. Like, yeah. they, they're actually... Like, they're really good. Like, okay. for a fast food restaurant. And I know they're really popular in Nebraska. I don't think they might be like in bordering states but they, i don't think they really have a national reach like they're maybe in a few states or something like that well we had the story that yesterday and we talked about off the air with you which i thought was ingenious was uh university of illinois basketball coach brad underwood and i think the ad was going to host this week a kind of symposium kind of a a, a way for local businesses to actually come in like a job fair you, you know for lack of a better term a job fair where they come in and they are you know they talk about the athletes and what they can offer them? I I think that's way ahead of the curve. I think Illinois is way ahead here, where they're actually being promoting, bringing these businesses in to get their kids an opportunity to have offers. What do you think the market is in Las Vegas for UNLV athletes? You know what? That's Jared and I talked about. It. I don't know. I, it's such like, a casino driven deal. Hamilton on a car dealership commercial. If or... if they would let him talk, like genuinely, if they would let any of the UNLV players actually do stuff and not make them apologize for eating sushi off a model <laughs> like oh my god if max gillum oh this, man oh, all right, so you know sushi places we around are, here we have already we've already like pitched the concept you have brumfield justin rogers and who's the third freel freel the quarterback yeah you have them all go to a sushi place and it, they like the sushi comes out, and Max Gillum is laying on the table, oh. and they eat the sushi off of Max Gillum, and it's and that that's that's just the commercial. What a phenomenal! If movie. I was an athlete at UNLV, I would just beg, beg every tropical smoothie uh, outlet to sponsor me. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't even hey. want money. I'm like, can I just get smoothies that every got, day? Hey, that got Nate Schmidt in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because. <laughs> Because my here's my thoughts on the whole name, image, and likeness. I feel like this is going to benefit colleges that are in like small college town and not the ones that are in bigger cities. Like take Nebraska, for example, in Lincoln, Nebraska. What's like the biggest people 
in Nebraska. It's it's probably the Nebraska football team. Like I went oh. to Ole Miss. It's in Oxford, Mississippi, which is like the smallest city that has a power five conference university in it. The biggest people in that city are the people that play sports at Ole Miss. But here in Las Vegas, does anybody know who Bryce Hamilton is? He's no. led the basketball team in scoring no. two years in a row. Does anybody they know who he is? don't let him say anything. But they suck. So could even you, if he did, nobody's listening. Could you imagine, and I do think Illinois is ahead of the curve, if Saban wakes up today and reads about that and goes, why aren't we doing this? And they invite every every store from Tuscaloosa right. to the school. How much would they just descend upon that school? And we'll offer everybody a, on that football team. That, that like the, the starting linebacker would have 40, 40 offers like in two seconds. There's a Dick Sporting Goods that's like, yeah, I know we're a national brand, but we 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 want the we want the Alabama yeah, linebacker. Exactly. Oh, there are some schools like you said where the offers would just be. Huge. Tuscaloosa, I mean, everybody would get off. But if you're UNLV, but even if you're like UCLA and USC, are you, you're in Los Angeles. What? I mean, I mean, does anybody know that good lady either? Like, it's, this isn't the Reggie Bush. Well, he got some offers, but (laughs) I don't think, I don't think it was, I don't think it was uh, for the rules back then. But no, it wasn't, it's like you said, it's not the USC Reggie Bush. I mean, they haven't even been great. So I feel like if this benefits anybody, it benefits the teams in small college towns because that's where the athletes are the biggest deal in that town.